Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, streaming live from BBS Radio in California, syndicating to over 100 stations globally, including iHeart and iTunes. I'm your host, Yvonne E.L. Silver, and I'm joined today by my guest, who I will formally introduce in just a moment, Kathy Burns. Hello, Kathy. Where are you dialing in from? San Diego. Woohoo! And I'm up in Calgary, Canada. And if you're listening to my accent and thinking, where the heck is she from? Because you haven't dialed in before. Originally born in London, England and living in Calgary, Canada, at the base of the Rocky Mountains for the last oh, 40 odd years. <laughs> so this show is all about interviewing incredible women, women who have typically risen from some sort of tragedy to triumph and are now out in the world doing really interesting things that are worth showcasing. And I find that these conversations flow so easily and yet there are wisdom nuggets and I always invite my guest to bring a gift. So I'll be giving you a gift at the end, but you have to stay to the end to listen to all the wisdom nuggets. So grab a pen and paper for those listening and we will get started. So today is about the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show, how to become the master of your muck. I love this title, Kathy. So Kathy, by way of introduction, is a board certified professional organizer and She's the founder of organizedandenergized.com, and she has a mission to end overwhelm, energize, and transform lives by creating systems that people can stick to. I love this. I love this. Now, after sailing full time as a licensed captain living out of a duffel bag, oh, we have some stories to swap here. She realized the importance of living small and being organized. In 2003, she, uh, sorry, 2004, she launched her first professional organizing and image consultancy. And the next year, Good Morning America featured her as a successful woman business owner. And then this has just continued her media tour. So she's been featured in national media outlets, including Martha Stewart Living, Entrepreneur Magazine, Oprah, and more. And she's known for her remarkable ability to help people realize their dreams by showing them how to remove the muck that blocks them from achieving their full potential. She's a speaker, sought after speaker, corporate consultant. She helps streamline systems within Fortune 500 companies as well as entrepreneurs. So that could be at Intuit, Logitech, HP, Hewlett Packard. She's also written a couple of books, numerous reports, and created several online training programs. She's the author of a new book to be released coming up this fall, uh, sorry, next fall, 2023, and has a mission to help her clients remove the exterior obstacles and unnecessary baggage so they can live a life of purpose, ease, joy, and success. Ease and joy, definitely two of my favorite words. <laughs> Welcome, Kathy. Oh, thank you for having me on. That was a mouthful. Thank you. <laughs> Isn't it funny when we listen to our own bios and we're like, whoa, you know, I am doing some interesting and amazing things in the world. So <laughs> you've had a few different careers and I think a seven to be exact. And as a former HR professional, I used to chuckle and say, you yeah, know, people very often will have up to seven careers in their life. 
And I am I know for myself I'm on number hmm, four. So you've you've got seven already and you're not even close to being done. But one of them, as a boat captain, exploring oceans, as a travel rider, you were actually paid to travel, which is so cool. And then also meet um other exceptional entrepreneurs. So can you share a little bit more about that? Because that sounds really fascinating. Oh, as a travel writer, it was such a blast because I basically, I was paid to be a tourist. So I would go and I would find the best places in each town for this travel book series that I was writing and uh, go to the best restaurants, go to the attractions, interview the owners, the entrepreneurs who actually started their businesses, find out why they started it, what they loved about it. And it was so rewarding to hear the stories and realize that we all have as entrepreneurs, we all have an underlying theme. Typically, you know, we have the theme of we're inspired. All of a sudden, we're inspired. And so we're going to do something about it. And, uh, you know, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. So uh, hearing the stories and being able to write about their stories was just a huge blessing. And, uh, you know, I was traveling 40, 40 weeks a year on the road out of a suitcase. And, you know, that was perfect for my 30s and into my 40s. And then I'm like, okay, I got to stop now. I kept easing back going, okay, now I'm only going to travel 30 weeks a year. <laughs> and then eventually I said, I'm just going to become a publishing agency and do what I want to do, you know, mm. on my own without traveling. <laughs> yeah. Well, when um when you're not traveling, I think many people crave travel and then it's the other way around for people that travel a lot, especially those that travel for business. After a while, longing for home becomes something that is, you know, more more dominant. And uh when when I was reading your bio, I was thinking, well, how perfect is this to be experiencing because when you're living out of a duffel bag you really have to be super organized and I just moved to being a, a carry-on um, gal versus lugging my suitcase and then I lost a suitcase um, it didn't show up for two days and my friends down in North Carolina bless them they uh, they wore the same clothes as well for two days because they said you know if you don't have clean clothes we're just going to wear the same clothes and, and make sure that you feel at home so I thought that was so cool that's so, so sweet that's yeah so sweet. yeah so um I mean I do pack you know always pack a toothbrush and some undies in my purse but I didn't have a whole change of clothes so now I'm doing the carry-on thing so you got to be really organized and Somebody, I uh, was at a retreat um, uh, three or four weeks ago, a leadership retreat in Cabo, and somebody said, did you bring your runners to go to the gym? And I'm like, well, I'm not a gym person anyway. So I'm like, I'm sorry, I just couldn't fit them in, <laughs> which is true, because <laughs> they're quite bulky. Yeah. So it That's does teach us to be organized. Um, I also had a, a time, Kathy, uh, I don't think you know this, when I lived on a, a narrow boat in England when I was about uh, 19 and it was 70 foot long by seven foot wide. However, the cabin, because it was a traditional boat used to move coal, the cabin yeah. was only 10 foot long. So seven by 10. And they, they actually raised families with children in that size of cabin. So your bed mm -hmm. flapped down out of the wall, your table came out of the wall, your fridge was the area underneath the back um, 
the back deck, so it was under the waterline and kept cool most of the time. Your furnace was a little auger range that you cooked on and heated. I mean, you had to be super organized. So um, that would have been a great experience. So you also worked as an audio engineer with amazing artists like Bootsy Collins, um, Funk Funk uh, art, artist Adrian Bewley. Am I pronouncing that right? Adrian Blue of the Talking Heads. Blue Talking Heads. Um, and then also uh, went through a night of tragedy with 911. Now, uh, sorry, 911. So this show is about showcasing women who have resilience. They've turned their life around after a moment of tragedy. So do you want to start there or do you want to talk a little bit about something in your childhood? Because you've risen through a lot of tragedy to come to Triumph. I have, um, you know, when I was young, my mother was sick for a long time and, uh, she eventually, uh, you know, she struggled with cancer for eight years. So from my 10, age 10 to age 18, um, I dealt with that and, uh, that was a little bit hard, but, uh, you know, I, it was good because I saw faith in action and uh, it was a, it was a blessing for me, that whole experience actually. Um, but, at, you know, on, on nine twelve, uh, you know, everybody pretty much remembers where they were mm-hmm. and it was a huge tragedy for the whole world. Uh, for my husband and I, we were looking at uh, contracts that were all put on hold. We were in the tourism industry in Florida and everything came to just hold, you know, no tourism, no fly, no nothing. And, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of contracts just went on hold. And, and, you know, that, that was the beginning of the end uh, of that agency. And it actually ended up being really good because uh, we were in, we had started as a design creative, creative agency. And we bought a printing plant, like shoot me. I don't know why we did that. And so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that fun anyhow at that point. So, so it was okay, you know, and I think that everything that happens with us that we think is just a big catastrophe is always for the better. Mm -hmm. So what happened was when you're broke, you're broke. And my husband was from California and he'd been saying, well, let's move to California. And I'm thinking the cost of living, this is crazy. How are we going to possibly move from, you know, sell our little house, which is barely a down payment for a house in California. How are you going to do that? Um, but he said, I'll take a job working for the man. He took a real job, moved out to California. I thought we sold our house. I followed him. And the beauty of it is when you're broke, you're broke. So it doesn't matter if you're broke there or broke here. And I actually had a year off to reinvent myself. And he said, you know, I'll take a job and you just figure out what you want to do for the next part of your life. What's your next career? And so I had that year to really do some introspection and realize you're going to laugh at this, Yvonne. It took me several tests because I, I took your test uh, at the beginning, t- several tests to figure out what I, what, what, wait, what is Kathy? She changes. She loves to change. Okay. <laughs> right? As I, oh, everybody's afraid. You know, there's so many people afraid of change. And I'm like, oh, I can help people lose their fear of change because that's what I've been, that's what I naturally do. And yep. so really as a baby, you know, as a professional organizer, I'm just a change agent. I just help people change uh, parts of their external environment or it changes their, their mental environment. And then they're able to shift through whatever they need to shift through. So mm-hmm. that's a long story short of 
how I became a professional organizer was I figured what better way than to help people change by doing it in a less intimidating fashion, by yeah. working on their muck, so to speak. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, um, I did have an experience. I mean, my, my background, well, my, my work now is working with women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish. And so for the last 14 years, working as an executive coach, working with either professional leaders and most recently the last 10 years, more uh, women entrepreneurs, it's really about those who are wanting to grow something that is their own baby they're not so much in you know franchises or direct sales organizations it's their idea so they're passionate about it and then very often they get stuck they get into it about a year and they've used up all their savings and then then saying oh this is not the dream I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. and so that's when that's when very often they connect with me or it's because they're doing so amazingly well that now they can't keep up with everything and they need to expand from a solopreneur to a CEO and they need to hire their amazing team so I can you know bring in my HR you know 15 years of HR background as well. But it's interesting because I went through a period where I had a experience <laughs> with a VP of a uh, oil and gas firm. It was a HR project, a harassment investigation. And the way that things ended up, I burned out because I was a serving the wrong person, the wrong market, and also doing the wrong kind of work that didn't nourish my soul. Harassment does not <laughs> nourish my soul. Yeah, I and I ended up taking three months off. Now, for me, three months felt like a lot of time. So I honestly can't imagine taking a whole year off. Although... I'm sure there was some reading and things along the way, but even to put a vision board together, and I'm a passionate vision boarder, there was nothing on my vision board for my first quarter until about six weeks before, um, yeah, about six weeks before the end of the quarter. And it was just this blank face staring at me. And it was so, it was scary because I've never been without goals like that before. So how did you manage through that? Well, I didn't do very well. For the first three months, my husband said, if you don't settle down, I'm, you take the job and I'm taking the year off because I was just <laughs> busy, busy, busy. Yeah. I'd worked my way through high school, worked my way through college. You know, I'd been working forever and yeah. stopping was really a, a challenge. Yeah. So, you know, I went into a lot of uh, deep, uh, deep prayer work and meditation and started breath work and started just trying to slow myself down. And I only lasted 10 months, Yvonne. So you'll laugh okay. at that. 10 months into it, I said, I came home and said, I know what I'm going to do, honey. I'm going to become professional, a professional organizer and an image consultant. And he's like, Okay, honey, you know, he didn't even know what that was. And I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. I absolutely, I interviewed a lady who had already hired professional organizers, um, one of my girlfriends. And uh, so it worked out just great, you know, and, and what I have to say about that is if you slow down, my first company was ad space to your life. Because the only way I figured out how, what I'm doing with this career is I had the space of time to do nothing 
to figure out what it was that I should be doing. And so space is such a critical, critical moment. And if you have a little niggly in the back of your mind, thinking you're not doing what you should be doing forever, I kept saying, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. You know, I just don't know. I've been so many careers and nothing was like my heart. And if you have that space and time and you have that niggly feeling, it pays to slow down and just really pause and do whatever it takes to do to stop and figure it out. And the next thing I would say about that is you do not have to have a lot of money to launch. I launched my business on $49, $49. And you don't have to have a lot of money to launch. If you have the desire and the passion, um, you can do it. You can, you can make it. And then, you know, if you get to that point where you need someone like Yvonne to come in and say, Hey, let's monetize this more then you can do it. But, it, you know, you shouldn't let money really stand standing your way, I don't think, if you have the passion and the desire and the skill set. Once yeah. you figure that out, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, the, the whole part about space, and I wrote about this in my um, bestseller, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations, it's kind of like going to your closet in the morning and you're looking for something to wear and it's so jam-packed. You just can't even see what's in there. And so when you start to pare down and create some space, then you can actually see what is really there. And it's so much easier to choose. And certainly with my coaching clients, yeah, they they have to create space for us to work together. You know, we're going to work together once every two weeks, either half an hour or an hour, depending on how fast they want to go. But they've got to create space for us to to stop doing some things and start doing highly more highly leveraged activities more strategic activities otherwise there's not going to be any change right there is no change there will be no change (laughs) so yeah it's really important yeah yeah and in create space is 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 uh some people are not used to that so by creating space you are starting the the path towards change right you know you're you're opening yourself up for that and being yeah. able because some people are even scared to do that. You know, well, I can't, I can't do a half hour a week for something. <laughs> you know? Well, uh, half an hour every week. Um, you know, that's another piece I write about. Um, I think it's under the word because there's 40 different words and more concepts in the book. I think it's under the word priority. You know, people say, well, I don't have time. Well, all you're saying is you're not prioritizing that as being something really important right now. Cause all of us have 24 hours in every day. What are you going to put in those 24 hours? You put in the things that are the priority. Just like, you know, you look at your bank statement or your credit card statement, the things that you're spending money on are the things that are obviously your priority. Otherwise, you wouldn't be buying them, right? So what are we going to prioritize and how are we going to prioritize something differently? So if you're listening, yeah, first, first two tips, right? Make space. And prioritize <laughs> high <laughs> leveraged activities. My client, um, my coach always says, um, you know, are, are these the, the most, are these the things that will make you the most revenue in your business? Well, I think that there's revenue and then there's also, are these the things that bring you the most fulfillment? So there is a, an exercise I do with my clients that has a number of pieces and I get them scoring those things. So it becomes really evident to see where the reward is both financially, spiritually and, um, you know, in the heart as well. So. Yeah, interesting. So major shifts. Um, so I think that this question of, you know, what should I do when I grow up <laughs> came up, right? I don't know if we ever grow up. I think we grow into um, yeah. into understanding more about ourselves and being more choosy because 
we can. And because we're smarter, we've we've collected and collated all this valuable wisdom. And then in your case, you're being super organized. So it's about systems. It's about technology. It's about clearing. And what are some of the other things that you work with your clients on in this realm of organizing? Well, when it comes to schedule, I work a lot with time management because time is finite. We only have a certain amount of time. And I totally agree with you, Yvonne, that your your what's on your schedule is what you consider your priorities to be. Right. And if your schedule is overloaded, you're overwhelmed and then you don't get anything done anyhow. So time is a big thing. You know, muck, um, my book, How to Master Your Muck, Get Organized, Add Space to Your Life, Live Your Purpose. The whole The whole concept behind that is what is your muck? What, what I consider muck is anything that makes you stuck or unable to move forward. So I work with a lot of clients on broken or duplicated systems. You know, as entrepreneurs, we want systems purring along in the background of our business that are supporting us, that are not distracting us. So oftentimes there's two things working at the same time and they're both fighting against each other. You know, they're broken or they're duplicated. And by eliminating the one, you know, eliminating the duplication and, and Solving the broken systems are going to be what what is most effective. So, you know, things like calendar, things like can you find your 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 documents? The average entrepreneur wastes three hours a week trying to find documents that they know that they own that they can't find. So are you using G Drive or is it in the cloud or is it in a Word doc or is it on your heart? Where the heck are the documents? <laughs> so I work on that a lot. Um, and then the environment, you know, what is your environment like that you're working in? Are you are you constantly distracted by piles that are laying around? Because piles, especially as women, piles are the complete distraction for us. You know, they're over there screaming silently at us of things left undone. Mm-hmm. And if you have things left undone that are in your environment screaming at you silently, then you you're you're not at you're not present. So yeah. uh, you know you're not present with whatever you're doing with the task at hand. And yeah. real realizing how to have closure in between tasks is also very very important. And you know you know all this, but poc- pocketing your activities so that there's space in between is critical. Yeah. I remember reading The Power of Focus, uh, Les Hewitt, many years ago and thinking about that topic of unfinished business and how it saps your energy. And that just made so much sense to me because, you know, later on in life, you know, the, there's the, you know, the system of, you know, do it, delegate it, date it, dump it. You know, there's all these approaches, right, to organizing stuff, especially if you're in a corporate world and you have an inbox. <laughs> and oh, things yeah. are just coming in all the time. Um, as entrepreneurs, we get a little bit more control over that. However, there's still things that need to be done, dated, you know, organized, etc. And the hardest thing, is, you know, for some personality styles, because I work a lot with different personality styles, particularly the knowledge and the nurturers, is letting things go. Because we always think we can either recycle it, reuse it give it to somebody, gift it to somebody, refer to it. It's a it's a nugget of information that's going to help us connect with somebody. And we just have to be able to lay our hands on it readily. So if you are a busy entrepreneur and you're not currently putting things up in the cloud, that would be one of my tips too from one of my uh, webinars about moving up from a solopreneur to a CEO. Because when I started building out my team that was one of the obvious things I realized I just had this fantastic photo shoot done earlier in the year and those 
pictures were on my machine, but they weren't readily available for my marketing gal to start populating into other pieces. And it was just a nice reminder. Uh Oh, yeah. Everything that somebody else is going to work on on your team needs to be readily available because your role is not to be sitting on the top of the pyramid and, you know, leading from this, you know, ivory tower syndrome. Your role is in the bottom of the triangle here as the leader to remove any barriers to success for your team so that anything that will get in their way, you've already taken care of it so that they can really self-motivate, be self-empowered and just get on with it without having to check in all the time. And you're not being a bottleneck. I don't know if you experience that with your clients as well. Oh, absolutely. They bottleneck themselves, let alone their teams. And I don't know what we did before Google Drive or before, you know, cloud-based technology. Uh, but, you know, now there's no excuse for us not to be able to share our information uh, easily and effortlessly. I, I work with a lot of clients getting into cloud-based and shifting them away from their Word docs. Because <laughs> yeah. Word docs. And the, the thing about those storing it as a cloud is that you absolutely have to have the structure built before you start popping things up there, or you're in the same exact situation of not being able to find the document that you know that you own, but, you know, is floating around somewhere in the ethers. Right. So, so presumably you start with business strategy and then look at, you know, what needs to get stored, how it needs to be available. Are there some other tips and things that you can share at a high level? Obviously we want people to all go off to Amazon, pick up Kathy's book. And is that also on your website, Kathy? Yes, it's on the website. Uh, the Yes, it's on Amazon. It's also on my website. And uh, yeah, you can pick it up. And that book goes chapter by chapter for all the systems that small businesses need. So chapter one is about paper flow and, and management. Uh, chapter two is about contact management. How, how are you going to save your database? Do you have a database? Are the people in your database categorized? That's very important. Most people don't categorize their, their contacts. And then that's a little bit difficult. Um, you know, and then we get into goals and time management and mastering your image because your image is the first thing that people see, uh, you know, for you. And uh, I apologize. I'm jumping around on the Internet right now. Not such a good image, but you have to ignore that. <laughs> um, that's what's going on in Internet land right now for me. Uh, so, yeah, the, the book just covered at the beginning of each chapter are three questions. I know that no one reads a whole book these days. Not very many people. So there's three questions at the, at the top of each chapter. And if you resonate with all three, that's where you should start. If you resonate with two of them, that could be the next chapter that you follow up with. Some some chapters you might not even need. Like if your contact database is squared away and good, you're good for that. So I've made it very easy and systematical to know where to start within the book. And each chapter is a standalone chapter so that you can get the information and the action steps that you need for that particular topic. Lovely. Well, I learned, um, I did a, a stint doing some consulting work and it, it pulled away a little bit from HR. It was more around um, working for a consultancy that did some disaster recovery work. So mm. even though it was to do with the people strategy, in this case, as opposed to the data, it just really put um, the focus on, whoa, what would happen if your office flooded. There was an earthquake. There was a 9-11. I mean, hopefully we never, ever experienced anything like that again. Um, but, you know, disasters happen all the time. So what could it be that would um, be most important for your clients to know if you're out of commission for a few days? 
right? Well, How do you stay in touch with them? And and having that organized approach, I'm sure, you know, your book covers some of that as well, right? Yes. And, you know, a password vault is, is critical. I get love letters. We have a lot of fires here in California. I get love letters after every fire from my clients to say, oh, my God, thank God that I had these systems. Because when I went to the hotel, I was able to access my business because right. things were in drive. I had a password vault so that and in the password vault, you can put your insurance policies number and all the other information that you're going to need about the SMEED, SMEED the uh, office organizing company did a research project and said that, you know, what would happen if a disaster would hit your company and 51% of businesses would fail? That was about, that was about eight years ago though. So hopefully we're better now. <laughs> well, I think, I think with the advancement of technology, I mean, I have um, a new laptop to get this week and it's just reminding me that, yeah, I could actually have something quite a lot lighter um, because I'm not storing as much stuff on my personal machine and, Everything needs to be accessible for my team. So, yeah, I got to have it in the cloud and also make sure it's in more than one space because, you know, Dropbox could go down. You know, things can happen, right? They have their own disaster recovery plans, too. But making sure that there's um, backups in place as well, really important. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be picking up a copy of your book because I'm sure <laughs> that there are some things that I can tweak and refresh and um, working with some of my experts right now um, creating a little bit more spaciousness to really breathe into some new projects in 2023 and there needs to be some space in order to do that so that could be why the universe decided to have my computer laptop dropped the other day um, so that I have to get a new one thank you universe <laughs> thank you universe and now you're going to be streamlined and simplified and all the old stuff that's on there that you didn't need will get floating away yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. i mean it, it, it it'll be a, a bit of a you know an, a painful interlude but uh it'll be an organization week rather than a strategy week <laughs> make space first it's so, actually good though for the end of the year i absolutely love that this happened now for you because you'll start 2023 you'll be on it well, I do usually get really excited towards the tail end of December. Um, and, you know, I can't wait. I, I still have a paper calendar. I still like to have a paper that I can open without fiddling on my phone and cutting people off to, you know, book appointments and things if I'm on the phone um, and have my notes and stuff with me. That's, um, you know, 15 years of working in senior HR roles, interviewing and hiring 6,000 people. I cannot not take notes right? I just have to organize them differently this time. <laughs> yes, yes. So, you get yourself a little pad, you know, a little electronic writing pad. Um, I have a rocket. I just have yeah. to do some implementation on the back end to make sure that things get things are getting stored well. Yeah. Perfect. So, so your goal, helping people um, in, learn how to embrace change, take control of their life um, as a change agent, how has this personal sh story um, been a contributing factor to help women specifically evolve their confidence? Because that's really a lot of my listeners. They're wanting to flourish in business. A lot of times it's about confident conversations. That's my expertise. But I'm interested in your take on that too. Well, I think confidence is built by accomplishing wins. 
And I, I'm sneaky in the fact that I start on the external environment. So if you want to win, let's just talk about organizing something very simple. Let's organize your sock drawer. You know, usually most people don't have much emotional investment in their socks. I have a few, but usually not. So, you know, let's let's dump out your sock drawer and let's organize it. Let's throw out all the riffraffs, all the loosey-gooseys, and then let's put it all back in nice and neat. Once you have that win, you are com- you, your confidence is bolstered. And then you can move on to something a little bit more challenging. Then you can move a little bit further into something else. It's all about creating change in your life with intention. And being able to do it, getting that win, so to speak, in whatever way, I mean, it really doesn't matter because what it does psychologically to you, then it, then you feel like, oh, I could tackle that. I'm masterful at that. You know, it's all about, my book's all about mastery, right? So if you can master one thing, then you can jump into mastering something a little bit larger, mastering something a little larger. And all of a sudden you're doing some huge monumental thing that you wouldn't have thought that you could have done in the beginning. So again, it's about creating the space for change, making, you know, making yourself work through the change and start on something that's not, that's not fear-based. You know, mm-hmm. socks. Start on something that's just really silly, that it doesn't even matter. So that you can say, you open up that drawer. I have one client that opens up a drawer that's completely empty and she will never put anything in that again in her life. That is her drawer. It is when she needs space, she can walk in there, she can open up her drawer and she can breathe and she can feel amazing. And she wow. thinking, no one can put anything in that drawer. That's an so, interesting strategy. Um Having a, a few years back, having a feng shui consultant come through uh, our house, it was really evident that um, there was just not enough space in our cupboards, right? Everyone was jam-packed with something. And so we we very diligently went through each room of the house um, and took a couple of weeks, you know, to go through each one. And um, it was, you know, it was a beautiful, serene space. And when we put our house up for sale, so our previous house, People would walk through and they'd say, oh, I just love the energy in here. Well, it was Mm -hmm. because the energy was a lot cleaner. It wasn't this cluttery energy. And then we'd also obviously depersonalize the space, you know, taken down the wall of the wall of fame uh, for all the kids stuff and made it more neutral. But the the colors were still feng shui associated colors. So I don't know if you bring feng shui into your work as well, do you? I absolutely do. I'm not certified. And oftentimes I don't even talk about it, but I do it for my clients with, with, you know, where I'm going to change the furniture or replace the desk or that type of thing. For sure. Uh, Feng Shui comes a lot into it, but it's all about the energetics of your stuff. You know, every single thing in your life requires energy from you. Everything. So the question is, is that, is that object going to give you more energy than what it takes? And that's something that's, that's really, uh, Difficult to consider until you think about it this way. Say you're going to buy, well, let's just go to the purple sweater. That's my the, my fallback. You're going to buy a purple sweater because you know that you need it because it goes with this other thing, right? Yep. So so you think about the purple sweater and you're like, okay, it's going to be V-neck. It's going to be like this. It's going to be this. Where am I going to go? And you have all these energetics going out about this purple sweater. Then you actually get in your car to drive. You go to the store. You spend the time walking around. You're looking through. You're trying it on, right? And then you get this purple sweater. And you bring in, so you spent monetary energy, time energy, thought energy, the whole thing, right? Physical energy. Bring it home, put it in your closet, and then 
You can't find it when you go to win it because you had too much stuff in your closet. So have you gotten anything from that purple sweater yet? No, it's been deplete, 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 deplete. Another instance, you put on that purple sweater and like someone says, oh, are you tired? And then you're like, oh my God. So there's more energy that's been taken from that, from you about the purple sweater. So the inverse, you know, the one thing that you, you wear the sweater, you put it on, you walk out, you feel like a million bucks. Everybody said, you look radiant. I love you in that color. That's the very first time that you got energy from that one thing. Hmm. So you think about every, and this is everything that you bring into your life takes energy. So the question is, are you going to get more energy than what it takes from you? That's really what it comes down to. Mm. Will it give you more? You want everything in your life to give you more than what it takes. Right. I remember listening to um, a uh, audio book one point and it was talking about, uh, you know, things that things that you have in your house in a similar vein. And I looked around and there was something sitting on the back of my toilet tank in my master bathroom that my uh, previous sister-in-law had given me and it was still hanging around. And every time I looked at it, I kind of went, Oh, because when the marriage dissolved, my previous marriage, you know, everyone took sides. Well, when it's your sister, you're going to go with your brother. Right. (laughs) Right? And so I was like, why am I hanging on to that? That's just got to go. So if it's something that you absolutely love that you have positive memories about, yes, look at keeping that. But anything else, I mean, it's just, you know, every time you look at it, it's going to sap your energy. And so that's not a good thing. Um, You were talking about the winds and it made me think of a time I was taking a Tiha Veka course and it was a requirement to climb this mountain. So local mountain range to us, um, Yamnuska it's called. And it's fairly, I can't remember exactly how many feet it is, but it's a fairly steep climb, but then it has a plateau at the top which you can actually lay on your belly and look down. And the view is just phenomenal. I mean, it's dizzying, but it's phenomenal. Um, And we had to climb up and they luckily decided that they were going to do this smartly in stages. So, you know, got to level one, your legs are starting to ache, level two, they're starting to get a bit numb, level three, they're really numb, level four, well, you may as well just keep going because you can't feel your legs anyway. Um, And I surprised myself because never in a million years would I have thought that I would be able to get to the top. And we also had to do it as a team. And we had a a person with us on crutches. So we had to get him up to the top as well. And so that example of, you know, doing something small and inconsequential, I don't think it was that far to get to marker number one. But yeah, I actually did get to the top of the mountain. (laughs) So the uh, sock drawer exercise, highly recommend, you know, pick something in your house that you can take action on the same day that you're listening to this interview. Today, what can you take action on? Even if it is a small drawer somewhere, take action on it because it makes a difference. I did a, an exercise just recently with uh, T-shirts. So I had all my T-shirts stacked this way in the drawer. And I can't remember it was a Japanese lady whose book I read, um, but she was talking about, you know, putting them all sideways and folding them all neatly. So when you have them all sideways in the drawer, you just open the drawer and you can see them instantly. You can see without, you know, taking everything out and putting it all back. Just save so much time. So 
when you're working with somebody like Kathy, who's got these strategies, she's got this experience, she's got the tools, life becomes so much easier. So thank you for sharing those tips, Kathy. You're what welcome. Are, I'm curious, as a woman entrepreneur, what do you believe are some of the biggest contributing factors that help women evolve their confidence in business? Hmm. We talked about These, small wins. Say that again? We did talk about small wins. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, being the reason that I have my other my podcast, Organize and Energize, is to show women that they're not alone. And I think as women, if we know that we're not alone and there are others that are doing similar things and are able to have their wins as well, sharing wins, I think, for women is very, very important. And hearing about other people's triumphs, so to speak, and being able to express our triumphs helps us to step it up and helps us to, to, you know, overcome anything that might be happening. Cause oftentimes I think we feel like we're alone or feel like we're an Island, as you had said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, being able to share experiences and know that everybody, everybody pretty much goes through the same thing. If you think about it, just in different degrees of, of grandioseness or smallness, right? It's, and we all go through the ups and the downs and being able to share that. I think as women, that, that's our critical thing is communicating. And that's our strong point anyhow is communication. Absolutely. So finding those that, that you can ally with, that you can be in a mastermind with, uh, having that support group, uh, business founders and business executives around your business is so very helpful. The communication is where it's at. Yeah. Otherwise, we feel like no one's ever been here before. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, especially for, you know, women entrepreneurs. I mean, it's still very much a man's world out there in many sectors, some worse than others. But if we can show up in our confidence, I mean, that's partly why I wrote my book, you know, Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is, you know, yes, there's a chapter on self-talk. Yes, there's a chapter on, you know, how do you show up so that, you know, no one's asking you to go get the coffee. You're taking your seat at the table and your presence says everything, the tone of your voice, the depth, the tone. You're not speaking like Minnie Mouse, (laughs) super fast. So you have that uh, powerful presence. It makes a massive difference for women. Um, So there are, you know, words that trip us up, everyday language. There are words for more harmony at home. There's 44 different words and word concepts in the book, all designed to help women have more confident conversations, to ask for what they want and to get it because, communication is absolutely key. Um, I did a couple of weekends ago attend the local Women of Inspiration Awards ceremony. So it it was um, a live event before COVID. Now it's actually a virtual ceremony and was reminded when I got my own award back in 2018 for my mentorship programs that I have been building out, how important it was to hear those letters. Um, the letters of sponsors, the letters of the nominees and to to hear in their own words what it is that we're doing each of us to make a difference for other people and uh, I was lucky enough to have Teresa 
Jagrobo, the Evolutionary Business Council global leader and founder who had submitted a letter on my behalf, which was really touching. And I know that you know Teresa as well. So those things make a difference, huge difference, because they show what's possible, as you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Surround yourself with those that do what you want to do. Maybe though that you haven't gotten there yet, you know, uh, surround yourself with those. And, you know, as an image consultant, I have to say that make sure that you are walking into the room and getting onto the Zoom, wearing something you feel comfortable in and that you feel confident in. Like you can be comfortable and confident. So we all have our own power colors. We all have our own things that, you know, that just make us feel like a million dollars. Show up in that. If you want to express your full, you know, if you want to be confident, I always say anything that you wear, you should be able to wear that individually with nothing else on it. And you're not hiding or tucking anything. So, you know, if you have pants that are a little bit too big, those are not your pants. You got to make sure that they're, you know, that they're altered and perfect. If you have that all put together with yourself, then, then you have that built in confidence without really having to do much more you know, then you start speaking and, you know, doing that kind of thing. But, you know, where your your first impression, actually your energetics, back to that, you know, mm-hmm. your energetics are buoyed up whenever you're wearing what you feel you look fantastic in. Yep. I was just on a session last week and I was talking about uh, Amy Curry and the power pose. <clears throat> so listeners, if you haven't looked up that, look it up online. Uh, her last name is spelled C-U-D-D-Y, Amy mm-hmm. Cuddy. And she talks about the Wonder Woman power pose right. yes. and, and how it will impact your cortisol. So if you're, you know, if you're going for an interview, which is a classic thing that makes people nervous, for example, to go into the bathroom and stand in that power pose like Wonder Woman for two mm-hmm. minutes before you go into the interview and it will shift how you show up because your cortisol level will shift. Um, So there are things that we can do. Absolutely. Um, I was just at an event yesterday and um, the first table, it was like a Christmas market. And the first table that I walked over to, (laughs) the lady made a comment about, you know, how I had, you know, strode into the room, you know, like I owned it (laughs) with my red lipstick on and my, my wrap. And (laughs) It does. It makes a difference. Even if you are showing up on Zoom and you're one of, you know, 30 different squares on the screen, how can you still stand out? Well, make sure that your background is representing your brand. Is it clean? Is it tidy? Is it messy? Does it have your logo, your brand name? How are you showing up? Um, You know, even if you're only from the waist up, people can take a lot from that image. And As I've worked in the last couple of years with uh, this really powerful personality communications tool that segments people into four categories and either an action, a blueprint, a nurturing or a knowledge personality, it's become really intuitive for me now that I've had additional layers of training, how people show up differently when they are uh, showing up on Zoom according to their personality. And when we know how people like information delivered, what some of their values are, we can actually have a more connected conversation, actually going to be talking about that uh, in an upcoming masterclass as well. So anytime that you're listening to some of the ideas that Kathy or I are sharing, you can find out more about Kathy and her work on her website, organizedandenergized.com. 
That's organizedandenergized.com. And you can also find out more about my work at ebonsilver.com. So if you're listening and thinking, wow, you know, I would love to be more in collaborative conversation, especially about things like confidence or scaling up from a solopreneur to a CEO. So I'm not doing this alone. If you go to my website and look under the coaching tab, you'll see that there's a few different ways to work with me. One of them is called Wisdom Circles, and it's a opportunity for mind share. So it's a combination of coaching, masterminding, and accountability all rolled into one. You can just fill out that application if that's something that appeals, and I will be getting in touch with people as that program gets started up again. So that's uh, called Wisdom Circles. You'll see a circle with a whole bunch of different colored shoes, Everyone is different, just as every one of my clients is different as well. So we've got um, a few more minutes. Top five insights. What are some of the top five things, Kathy, that you've learned that can help women in particular to be successful in business that we haven't covered yet? Ooh, top five. Okay. Number one, know that you can do it. Number two, if you feel called to do something and what I always, if you can do it standing on your head asleep, that's your God gift. That's what you should be doing because that's what comes effortless and easy to you. So listen to uh, whatever you feel like you should be doing and know that you can do it, especially if it comes very easily to you and it brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, you know, you're not an island. Make sure to surround yourself. We've already mentioned that, but I can't stress it enough. Surround yourself by those who are a little bit further along than you are and bring up the people who are not. Surround yourself with all the different kinds of women in your, uh, in your area, you know, in your life so that you can get nurtured and be nurtured. I think that's very, very important. Um, let's see. Number five, make sure to have fun and celebrate. Make sure to celebrate your successes. (laughs) I'm on a big celebration thing this year. You know, make sure to celebrate and take time to smell the roses and take time to stop and pause and say, yes, I actually accomplished this. And number five, make dates with yourself. Go out and have a day just for you. Do what you want to do on your terms, in your place, with your thing. Make time for you. And because that gives you a time for solitude and silence. And with solitude and silence, you have space. And with space, you have clarity. And with clarity, you have purpose. And with purpose, you're successful. Oh, I love that chain. Yes, it is a reaction, isn't it? So creating the space is a magical thing to do. And if everyone goes up and cleans up their sock drawer today as well, that would be a a magical gift. Kathy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Uh, Again, if you'd like to keep in touch with Kathy, you can certainly find out more about her. Was there a gift that you wanted to offer the listeners before we head out, Kathy? There is. Yeah, absolutely. If you go to organizeandenergize.com, you'll see a button right there where you can can download the six steps to organize and energize your amazing life. And that's going to give you six steps to just go and get get down and, you know, simplify and figure out what's important to you and start yourself on the path of creating changes in your life that you want, taking control of the changes that you want. That's what it's all about. Excellent. Thank you, Kathy. Six steps to organizing and energizing your life. And if you're intrigued by the personality um, indicators that I mentioned earlier and you want your own 
special customized report with your own personality code, you can do this by actually texting me. So if you've got your pen ready, this is the number to text to. You can text me the word code, C-O-D-E, to 403-668-9279. Again, that's code, C-O-D-E, to 403-668-9279. And you can also reach out through my website, yvonsilva.com. And as I said, if you're interested in the wisdom circles and learning more about that, that's under the coach tab. So thank you, everyone, for joining me. Thank you so much, Kathy, for sharing your insights today. Beautiful conversations, so much that we have in common. I do look forward to keeping in touch and organizing my sock drawer as a starting place for something new, new energy to come in. And I appreciate everything that you do to help business owners stay organized, step into their greatest potential by not having that clutter and baggage hanging around and creating more space for more joy and ease. Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Enjoy the show and uh, join me for the next Words, Women and Wisdom show again soon. Follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter, and you'll see the adverts for the next show and the next show guest. Thank you for joining me. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Bye for now. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and have already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art 
of Confident Conversations explores words we use at home, at work, words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us, and when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.